Ah, uh, there he is. There he Mueller. is. Hey, Mueller. Come here. It's time for the June 17, 2011 edition of Weekly Signals Weekly Review, a free-form mash of current events broadcasting from the backyard of KUCI 88.9 FM on the dog-eat-dog campus of the University of California at Irvine. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Caspar. And Mahler just doesn't know when to stop. He doesn't. But you know, he's a good dog. He tries yeah. his best. Yeah. And uh, just, nice boy. Go tell him what you did. Tell him what you did. Tell him. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he joined G- Greenpeace. He did? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So, gotta he be... Was, <laughs> he was down at Whole Foods the other day. Okay. And, and met one of those guys at the door, you know, when you walk in. Yeah. yeah they're, they're, they're trying to get you to join to Greenpeace. Up. Yeah. And Mahler not only gave him some money. Uh-huh. Yeah, he, I don't know where he even stashes the stuff, but... He actually is, is going to be riding in one of those little rafts that they go around oh. in, in like... Oh, Zodiacs. Zodiacs, yeah. yeah. Motorized Zodiacs that they yeah. get out in front Harassing of those... Harassing oil tankers and whalers. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. And I can imagine he would be very effective. Yeah. With oh, that bark of his. The bark. I mean, yeah. he, all he has to do is bare his teeth to one of those yeah. guys. I think that's it's over. Yeah, Mahler, tell him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. a happy yeah. boy. Yeah. Good boy. Well, I'm going to... Get the whalers. Get okay. the whalers! Yeah. There he goes. Get the kitty. Oh, no, no. Sorry. That's another. Um, but uh, I'm going to have to stop dumping mercury in the backyard because if he sees that, he's going to probably tell somebody at Greenpeace. I've been, I've been dumping mercury. Where are you getting mercury from? Well, you know, I, I, I love thermometers. And, huh. and sometimes they don't hold up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> So, there you go. Uh, which uh, begs the question, yeah, where are you putting well, them? Well, you know, everybody yeah. has... Look, Anthony Weiner, you know, if that's okay, but okay, never mind. Speaking of things that would make Mahler happy, and yeah. I think Greenpeace happy, yeah. uh, the California Coastal Commission rejected a controversial proposal by U2 guitarist. They rejected it. By they the rejected Edge? They rejected The Edge, who's built five mansions along the oh, uh, yes. the ridgeline at Malibu. And, of course, you remember, I, I did that scathing hit on, I did, I did, on the I, edge. Yes, you did. And, uh, I, I know. Uh, well, Andy Dick. But but he's meant he's meant to be, have a scathing hit on. He lives to have a scathing hit placed upon him, Andy Dick. Yeah. And well, the edge uh, lives to be admired and held in lofty places. That's why he built his house on a ridgeline that was nearly sacred along the coast of Malibu. It was in unfettered ridgeline yeah i think the uh the coastal commission at one point said it was uh had unavoidable significant adverse visual and ecological impacts this these five mansions five mansions one mansion apparently isn't just that it just isn't enough for the edge come on edge just walk away from this they're going to bring it you know they're going to challenge the decision by the coastal commission yeah. He can do what he wants to with his property. So it will become yeah. a monument to opulence is what he's hoping yeah. to be able to do. Look right? up it's, there. Yeah. There's the edge. What's enough? Look, I can see the ocean from here. Yeah, I know. Hey, you can rent an apartment in downtown Marina del Rey and see the ocean. So, yeah. you know, I can see the ocean, for God's sake. And I have, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, stop. Try being cool, Edge. Yeah. Wow. Or is it the edge? The edge. I don't know, but we're... we're Try we're, being cool. When you the go out edge. to dinner with with edge or yeah. the edge... Is the like the does he title? Sit, where does he sit? Does he sit... On the edge? Does he sit at the end of the table? I mean, where does a guy like the edge... Why are you asking me that? I don't know. I What's just, that guy do with anything? I just, I, it's the Martha Stewart in me. I just want to know these things. Where do you where do you put his... His, uh, his glass or his or his Where plate? do you put his, his... What do you call that little name 
Oh, it's, title yeah. name, name tag plate. Yeah. plate. Yeah. If you put it right, yeah. Or it's, I'm thinking his plates are. I right. don't think it matters, Mike. Okay. Are you are you trying to make a, a play make, on his name? I'm trying to do an. I'm I'm searching for edge humor right now. Mm. Um, oh my goodness! Edge humor. Yeah. But I mean, edge this is humor. about the name. Yeah. This it, is all about the name. No, it's about what a what a behind the guys being on the, on his mansion. Okay. Okay. To so. protest the construction of a new bridge, members of the Michigan chapter of Americans for Prosperity, a conservative think tank, posted fake eminent domain eviction notices on homes throughout Detroit, provoking disorder among residents, I would say. So they were told that your, your house will be, need to be vacated because yeah. it's an under eminent domain, which yeah. allows the government to so come in and, and, and their protest was to take those eminent domain uh, wow. stickers, reproduce them, or wow. you know, the notices, I mean, yeah. not stickers, yeah. Yeah. and, and uh, use it like a campaign flyer throughout, of, throughout uh, Just Detroit. see how many people... Seems pretty cool to me. Yeah. Seems like you'd probably get one or two people who would vacate their property, not knowing that they... Well, or they would call up the city. That, I think that was the idea. Yeah. How come I'm getting these eviction notices? How come I'm getting these eviction notices? I don't get it. I don't understand. Yeah. I, yeah. I, That's no. what they would say, not what you would say. No, I You get it. it. I got it. Yeah. Well, now that you've told me, I get it. Yeah. So, um, wow. This, these, uh, these Republican guys are real funsters, aren't they? They, were, they would never mess with somebody's life. And, you know, that would never happen. Um, yeah. Funsters. Funsters. Well, why would they be Republicans? What'd Is that you, what you call them, you Republicans? Call, would you call them BizPro? What's the group? A conservative tink, tink fank. Okay. Well, it's a think tank. So you think a conservative think tank would yeah. pr- might be, what, Democratic? Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay, we'll run with that. Anyway. The city of San Francisco banned a restaurant tour from selling grasshopper tacos. I'm just, I'm uh, just going here. You yeah. got something. Jump no, in. No. I think this Don't is jump a... Jump in. I, jump I like in. that. Yeah. Um, yeah. The old grasshopper. <laughs> See, you worked on the edge. I wait and hit you, you hard you with the grasshopper. The, you get the good punch lines. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. Um, I don't know. Well, it's it's protein. It's protein. Protein? Yeah. I mean, Why would you not want to eat a grasshopper taco? People eat snails. Yeah. With a ban. Is there something? I, that's what I have to ask the uh, yeah. San Francisco uh, Is there something about council. unregulated grasshopper consumption that yeah. could be harmful to our health? Yeah. Is, if that's a concern, well, I understand. But yeah. otherwise, if it's, just, <laughs> if it's just yucky that yeah. people would be eating grasshoppers. Because, well, frankly, Mahler eats grasshoppers all the time, and nobody's telling him what to do. In fact, I think today, just in honor of, of the, or not in honor of, but in protest, I'm going to fix, uh, get some tortillas out. Mm-hmm. And Roll them sli- up. Yes, yeah, slide some, some little grasshoppers in there. Would you like some uh, lettuce or anything, Molly? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, grasshoppers. So, little salsa fresca. I am certain that mm. in other parts of the world, grasshoppers are consumed. Maybe a little mango salsa. Mango salsa. Just to good. kind of set off that grasshopper meat. Some mango salsa mm-hmm. to go with those. With those uh, well, here it's good with uh, with the meat of the hopper. What happened really in the news? No, What's this the is big good, story. This is good stuff. Uh, <laughs> I, I did, no, I'm I'm serious. I like. Uh, I don't know the. I did you watch any? I'm just throwing this out there. Did you watch any of the Republican presidential debate? I heard it was horrible. It was horrible. Yeah, I mean, to me, watching something like that, I I, I would rather just. Pull the hair, my eyebrow hairs out uh, during the evening. Yeah. I can't imagine <laughs> wanting to do that. I watch 
you know, I watch, I'll say, 10 minutes of these things in order to get a flavor for each one of the candidates, right? Just to see flavor. what they, yeah, just to say, <laughs> what is, because. They've left such a stink around <laughs> town for the last okay, year stink might be a two better, or better 10. Word. Yeah. No, yeah. but you, you know, what are they, what is their go-to move? Because this is their first debate. Yeah. Their, their chance to make a first impression for people. Why would they even want a debate now? Who's informing them that this is a good idea? It's all about name recognition right now. For for most well, of the guys who are on the stage, you don't need to debate. Nobody for that. knows who Palenti is. Nobody knows who most of these guys. Ron Paul, even although they know who Romney is and they yeah. don't like him, he, he Romney's he, well, here. Would just hire someone like Ben Stein, who at least has some sort of TV presence. Yeah, and give him a half an hour to talk about the candidates, and you pay him how many times you want to say the name for each. $10,000, your name is sent okay. once. That's not a bad and idea. And tie a little yeah, sentence like, into it. Yeah. Then they can fund it that way. That's what happens anyway. And but, uh, but why, why expose your weak point, yeah. namely the, your, it, yourself? Yourself. Why yeah. expose yourself to the American people yeah. when it would be much better? This is much fouler than anything uh, Representative Weiner did. Well. He, all he did was, you know, well, tweet his junk. Yeah. And, and these folks actually let us see what venal cretins they are that's what i that's where i was going you want to hear what their thing is you know yeah. everyone has their their oh i'm going to uh revoke obamacare i'm going to throw illegals in jail what is it what is it that's going to get them elected right what do they think and it's so god-awful you I, and i also was hoping right. for a shred you of, didn't hear any of that I, well i did hear that stuff but i would keep thinking there's got to be something about him and it, and that i could actually agree with or somehow understand with who, ron paul any of them oh any of them and it was who were you hoping to agree with did you have any hopes no because on one hand as we call it yeah mittens on one hand in a way i'm hoping that i could agree with something that mitt i'd like to think he's an adult that he has that in it's not just demagoguing yeah that they're not just demagoguing that actually they're going to say something that there's a shred of kind of intellectual honesty about what they're saying well, that that's I can also relate to using and understand. Using the intellectual, dim, uh, what did you call it? Intellectual honesty. Honesty. There we go. <laughs> honesty. I forgot that. Yeah, it's a word that doesn't come up often Intellectual when you talk honesty. Yeah. Um, but they would also be demagoguing that intellectual uh, honesty, yeah. like Obama did in, in well, many I'm not, cases. Well, and I'm not going to disagree. I just, so but th- you're getting a, you're getting a, just an outright show of their disrespect for any sort of Yeah, they're just lying. Public. They're lying through their teeth. Yeah. All mm-hmm. of them. I mean, just about, about every issue. are not saying anything. Yeah. yeah. But the thing is, Mitt could be the next president of the United States. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a reasonable chance that he could win the nomination and he could be the, the president. Well, he's a so, handsome man so compared I'd to like, the others. Well, now, I think that's what's going to kill him, is that he is so soulless and so uh, obviously an opportunist. He's more opportunistic. In a room full of opportunistic people, mm-hmm. Mitt Romney is the king of opportunistic people. He is the crown... He is the crown jewel of guys who will say and do anything to do, be elected to elected office. That may be an exaggeration. N- b- only slightly. I, in my life, I've seen very well, few guys who had this kind of smarmy, this combination of smarmy, good-looking. Yeah, but Bill had some humanity. I see nothing. You know what? I, I'll, I'll, you this you is think how I, or do you think he was just playing that? He was a better player at the humanity well, than Mitt That's was. always a possibility. But yeah. I'll tell you what, this is what Mitt Romney reminds me of. Uh-oh. He reminds me of Alec Baldwin in Glen Gary, Glen Ross. He's the closer. <laughs> He's the closer. He's the guy who comes in and says, first prize is a Cadillac, second prize is steak knives. 
This is the kind of mentality that Mitt Romney has. Okay, I'm going to win this thing, and I don't care who I have to step over or what I have to do to do it, to get it done. And he's, he is the... Uh, He's the closer in all of all these guys. No, and, and it, he doesn't strike me quite that way. Really, Newt is the one that hits me more that really? way. Really, he's just so transparent right now that you can't. It's it's gone. But you know, everybody yeah. knows his game. That's, yeah. that's the thing they don't show in Glen Gary, Glenn Ross. Is yeah. yeah. You know, people realizing they've been hooked into a deal and and cornering these yeah uh, bastards who took them. Yeah. And that's where I think a lot of people feel about Newt right now. Yeah. The, the, they see the bastard that took him right. back in in uh, 92 92 when yeah. it, well, 94 when they 94. It was, yeah uh, they, ran, they went around the table yeah. 94 it's just with and and I say that about Romney that I think of him as sort of Alec Baldwin from Glenn Gary Glenn Ross except that he pro- tries to project this kind of charm this sort of vapid charm that's I mean that to me is so transparent this guy has I just I, I, the, the idea that he could be president really does concern. I mean, mm-hmm. really does concern me. Seriously, not trying, not trying to be funny. He would be awful as a president. Yeah, but he'd just be awful. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, isn't that what most of our presidents? Yeah. That's the well, the uh, achievement I, bar that they I think achieve. The bar is pretty low. I think yeah. we expect to be disappointed, and we're surprised when we're not. But, um, but. I think he's the guy who's going to whatever's not whatever else hasn't been sold off. He's going to make sure that it does get sold off. Yeah, I, I just think that's why he's there to close the deal. You know, the other the big news is yeah. the, besides all those Republicans, the big news that people are talking about. Yeah, the buzz. Yes, is uh, is Wienergate still, and and his uh, resignation. He did resign. Yeah. Yes. And and uh, <laughs> hey, I don't know what to say about that really. I don't know. He's looking for other ways to contribute his talents. That's what he said. Well, there's yeah. a whole industry yeah, that's devoted to uh, what his, his apparent talents are. So um, <laughs> he might he might have found somehow find it. You know, everybody loves Americans love that second act. Yeah, and uh, you know, well, this will be quite a second act. Yeah, quite. A, so quite he's a gone. Yeah, he's gone. Let's cross him off. <laughs> he's gone. Yeah. Yeah. You okay. know, I mean, I, I the the conventional wisdom has it that he will. Uh, Reemerge in a year or two as as a viable candidate for either mayor of New York or or another run at Congress. After he's done his mea culpa, been on yeah. Oprah. Well, he can't be on Oprah anymore. He could be on somebody else's show to confess with his wife. I don't know if his wife is down for any of this. She has not been seen anywhere near him. It's not so much the second act in America is the rebirth. The rebirth. We we like the rebirth. We like redemption. Rebirth. Yeah. 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 We do like that. Yeah. All the born agains. Yep. Now, now Wiener could be a born again. I don't think he would do that. He'll just go to therapy. That's his modus yeah, operandi. Yes, he would. He would go to uh, therapy and then say, uh, you know, I'm in treatment. If it happens again, mm-hmm. if he's busted again, mm-hmm. oh, gee, this is this is a disease. Yeah. I'm trying to deal with my disease, um, and I and I slipped up. I'm so sorry, Jimmy Swaggart. Yeah, you know, I'm so, Lord. I'm so sorry. I got caught with another prostitute. Or, yeah, uh, and then the guy, the, uh, the which one was it? The, the, the fifth, the sixth, and the, the gay minister. That, I lost count. That said he wasn't gay. Then he turned up. I with need me help. And all that. So those guys. Somebody help me. Somebody help me. I shall be reborn. Somebody help me before I have sex again. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to have sex so bad. Please, uh-huh. somebody stop me. But yeah, so I don't know. I don't know what to. Good news from Japan. Japan? Japan is, uh, well, a uh, recent poll shows that three-quarters of the Japanese 
public are now uh, in favor of phasing out nuclear nuclear energy uh, in the country. Um, and also wow, in three quarters of three them, quarters. Huh? So, yeah, that would be about 75 percent. Um, in Italy, there was a referendum on nuclear. Let's not move. I'm just kind of curious where this thing in Japan's headed. I mean, uh, who you are mean, these people, the three quarters? Three quarters of the uh, Japanese respondents to a poll. Oh, which I, yeah. It's a sampling. Oh. They always do these things scientifically. Yeah, give it to them, the poll a, uh, right. when, when they don't have right, I'll give you a real poll. I'll give you an honest to God Turn poll. on their lights right. and they'll say something else. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, in a referendum in Italy on blocking nuclear power. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me stay, say this again. A referendum on allowing nuclear power to go forward. Okay. Allowing it? So so we're in... Let me say it again. You, oh, you made a mistake? A referendum blocking nuclear power going forward. Oh, so it's good. 95% of the Italian voters... Did the belladonna kick in? Is that what was happening yes, there? Yes, the belladonna yeah. kicked in. Uh, yes. 95% of the Italians voting in this poll, and not a poll, in okay. an election, not a poll... 95% said we want to block any more development of nuclear power in Italy. 95? 95%. 95%. That's, that's like Saddam Hussein numbers. That's yeah. like... That's, like, that's crazy. That's, are, they, are they being paid off to say this? That's... A, yeah. Um, that's... Yeah. That's Fidel Castro. Um, yeah. No. Nobody paid him anything. This is in Italy, huh? This yeah, is in Italy. They just... Oh. There's a lot of people... 95%. Lot of, it's all those Fellini films. It's those Fellini films... Yeah. A lot of guys on those motor scooters yeah. going chow. You know when yeah, they drove. I've, I've heard that joke before. Yeah, I know. I love that joke. I love that joke. I love. All right, so chow. But it's the delivery. He it's, does it much better you, than I do. Yeah. Well, you didn't do it. He did do it. Plus, he's dressed differently. And you're on radio. And I'm on radio. Mm-hmm. But, but that's it, it. It's the Fellini film. It is. I had a chance to see the White Cheek uh, the other day. Fellini's oh. first. Okay. And it was just, it was just wonderful. I just I just like his stuff. Okay. I like his little storybook mood. Yeah. It's it's a and, and and that they're comic book characters. I didn't realize that so much, but they were talking about at the time that comics, that's what the white cheek is about. Mm-hmm. And comics were big in Italy. Mm-hmm. So if you think about it, a lot of Fellini's films are very cartoonish. Yes. Yes. And absolutely. and even even the camera angles and everything that he was doing there, they're very cartoonish. Yeah. They're, they're almost Batman like. If yeah, you yeah. take away the cover color and the wham and the pow the framing and yeah. and the perspectives the the distance between the you know the uh, foreground and the background is very similar to a lot of uh, comics especially at that time in italy yeah. i'm gonna have to uh, revisit fellini so i, I think I, that has something to do maybe with yeah. the the italians appreciating the landscape the broad landscape and they know that they don't want nuclear power i hope so I hope you're right, and I hope that it continues to be the Thank case. Thank you, yeah, Berlusco- Federico Fellini. Yeah, and Ber- Berlusconi, uh, Silvio Berlusconi, put yes. his political prestige on the line for this one. They have cool names over there. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Much better than I know. Antonioni. Uh, Casparini. Just doesn't sound right. Doesn't, doesn't They're good. Uh, Casparini. Yeah. Giuseppe like, Verde. <laughs> Vincente Casparini. I like that. You All like right? that? Yeah, I think I could go with that Okay, one. so Bertolucci? Uh, no, he just put a lot of his own political capital into seeing this thing got... Would well, get well good for him. He's a crazy man. He is but, crazy. Yeah. Crazy, in a, and not in a good way. Yeah, so... What about this Jerry Brown thing? 
What do you think about this? I don't know. I think I'm. I was after I was reading a little bit more about yeah. it. I'm glad he did what he did. Yeah. He's saying there are things in this that I specifically said that I didn't want that I'd never sign into law. So why should we go any further with this? For, I'm just going to veto it out of the block. For our listeners, Jerry Brown vetoed the budget that was sent to him by the uh, somebody California legislature. Here? Oh my and, god! And uh, so it was unusual because it's a democratically controlled House or Assembly and Senate, and they sent him this uh, budget. Before the deadline, which he w- they were supposed to do, if otherwise they wouldn't get paid, and he said no. I thought it was just you and me talking. Okay, no, no, pe- no. I know there's somebody. I know there's some people in the parking no, no. lot. No, no, no. I, I mean, I thought. Do you mean we're broadcasting now? <laughs> so it was an unusual thing to do, but as you said, and I agree with you, what you said, which was, you know, yeah. this was the right thing to do. No, I think so too. Yeah. If if you are if you are Jerry Brown and you say these things and they come up with a budget like this, yeah. you say. No, right now, right away. You don't, because that's what you said you would do back when you started this that's right, process. That's right. I, I think and that Jerry I think Brown... It takes, it's a very bold move too, move, too, because it shakes up the Democrats. Yeah. Did you say, right after he did that, mm-hmm. both the leader of the Democratic Party in the, in the Assembly and the leader of the yeah, Republican they're Party... playing the old they, age they card. Got, they got on the uh, t- uh, press conference and said, we disagree with what Jerry did. So this bi- sort of bipartisanship yeah. Oh, yeah. by... They said he must be confused, Yeah, which is kind of, you know, a, That's, a slam on his yeah. age, I believe. Yeah. No, Jerry's not confused. He's just doing something you don't like. Yeah, exactly right. So and much of, yeah, yeah. He's tired of your compromise. He didn't come into office by saying he would compromise. He came into office by saying he would do things like this. Yeah. I think he's done a, a really good job. Under the circumstances, I think what he is trying to accomplish, which is to get this on the ballot so that Californians can yeah. vote on extending some taxes that would have expired. Well, that was one of the main concerns he had, is that they were going to raise local taxes. Mm. Uh, within this new budget. Mm-hmm. And he said that I'm not going to raise taxes without an approval by the voters. Well, there you go. So he couldn't imagine signing this into law. Yeah. And he, I think that this idea of extending taxes that would have expired is a very good idea. People are used to whatever it is they're paying in terms of these taxes. It's not right. like a tax hike. And if it does fill in the gap on the, on the budget deficit, then so that's great. And by the way, we found... A couple of weeks ago, didn't we find an extra $6.5 billion, yeah. which is going to bring down what's, I mean, it's a huge deficit in relation to our economy, $20 billion. That gets it down into the $14, $13 billion range. It's, I wouldn't say that's manageable, but it's certainly better. So good good for Jerry. I'm glad yeah. he did it. Yay, Jerry. Good. What you got? You oh, have, any, have any news stories? I got news stories. Yeah. Oh, man. It just... I wanted to get to one, and I want to make here's, sure. It's a quick one. Yeah. Texas Governor Rick Perry proclaimed the response. Have you heard about that? <sighs> this guy's nuts. A day of prayer and fasting in Houston this August, coming up, so we can be a part of the response, if yeah. you like, yeah. in reaction to natural disasters and the national debt crisis. Oh, is this a political move here? It, we must come together and call upon Jesus. Yeah. Is that is that oh, somebody who's this guy, come over? This guy is oh Jesus, that guy, that guy, that, that guy, no. my friend Jesus. This this Rick Perry guy knows Jesus. I don't think so. Wow. To guide us through unprecedented unprecedented struggles. Yeah. So we're going to call on Jesus to help us with the debt crisis. <laughs> you know yeah. uh, why didn't you call on Jesus back when George Bush was president? We could have really used it back then. Yeah. 
Yeah. Mr. Rick Perry. Perry wrote on the event's website, some problems are beyond our power to solve. This guy scares me yeah. because I think he's actually a viable candidate for the Republican nomination. Yeah, yeah that's, those are the ones that really frighten me. Yeah. And by some odd quirk and uh, yeah. timing, God knows what could happen before the election that would throw the nation into some Tea Party yeah. craze that would want to elect a Yahoo from Texas. Yeah. Again. Again. Oh, my God, if the country hasn't learned anything, just stay the hell away from anyone who's out of Texas. Uh, uh, <laughs> what do you think about that, Motler? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's how I feel. No, here, this guy, he, he's the one who turned down the, the federal uh, stimulus money. And, yeah, and, yeah. you know, uh, and then also talked about seceding from the union at one point. And I, I don't think, I think he was only half kidding when he said it. So here's a religious nut. He's good looking. He's like Pat Robert, a good looking version of Pat Robertson in a way. Good looking mm. from a crazy ass. Is that like Robert Redford? Talk, if you know if you if you if you advocate secession, shouldn't that automatically if, if you were to advocate secession, advocate, yeah, right, advocate okay. for secession from the union from okay. the United States of America? If I were to advocate that, if you were to do that, Me, I would Callahan. think yes, I would like to see a law that if you're on public record on public the public record, record as uh, advocating secession from you the union, banned you from could not for run president. for president uh, of the United States. Banned. I think you should be banned from running for president. I don't plan on <laughs> it. And and I, well, I'm going to bring up my constitutional amendment, which mm-hmm. is that we should have a constitutional amendment that allows the states to come together to kick one of the states out of the union. I think we should have that as an option. Uh-huh. And I put it's Texas, called the Texas Clause. It's the Texas Clause <laughs> of the United States Constitution. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Although I don't know. Yeah, Texas is... I, I mean, there's a lot of candidates for can that. Can we keep Austin? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, like, it would be like uh, 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 Monaco. You know, yeah. it'd be yeah, like right. a little principality yeah. in the middle. Yes, we'll keep, we'll keep Austin. Yeah. I like Austin. So, uh, there you go. So, so you got this computer full of news there. I do. I do. I have lots of stuff on it. And I, I, this, is a, this is one of those vexing questions that uh-huh. I like to ask every once in a while. All right, you ready? Uh-huh. Okay, lawmakers are, have filed, a bipartisan group of lawmakers have filed a suit against uh, the Obama administration mm-hmm. for waging an unconstitutional military op- operations in Libya. The suit okay. says that Obama violated the War Powers Act by failing to obtain congressional approval of, for the Libyan attack within 60 days. Okay. So who's filing suit again? It's a bipartisan group. And it well, includes, yeah. it includes <laughs> Boehner and Dennis Kucinich. Okay. Are there, is it, it's, it's just a congressional group. Yeah. And they're saying we're, they're filing a lawsuit saying they're forcing the president to come into compliance with the War Powers Act, which is the notification of Congress about military action that goes on, sustained military action yeah. goes on for more than 60 days. So you want to get into this debate no, again? No, no, I, I know we already we did, but yeah. I'm saying since then, there's been a development now that the yeah. that Congress is moving forward. It will go nowhere. It will go nowhere. The courts will say, yeah, well, we're not going to get in the middle of your intramural dispute here. Yeah. So, all right, let's move on. Yeah, um, I think that's a, a reasonable think, point, but yeah. Kucinich and... Yeah. Boehner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Bain, uh, Kucinich is looking for some place to land. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's probably being... Uh, I can understand him doing it. I just don't see a lot of power behind it. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. It just... Okay. We'll, 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 well, I'm sure we'll get an opportunity to talk about this again. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Al Zawari. Al. He got the promotion he was looking for. Yeah. Uh, Al-Qaeda has issued a statement naming uh, Ayman Al Zawari as uh-huh. the new chief 
uh, of the CEO. following the death of yeah, he's the CEO of Al Qaeda now, uh-huh. uh, succeeding uh, the what's that guy's name? The guy that he replaced uh, Bin something. Bin something. Yeah, Bin. Yeah. So Bin. Yeah, Osama Bin Laden was killed last month, or was it? Was it was last month. Whatever it was. He's, he's only fifty nine, so he's got a lot. He should live a long, you know, long term. Al Al Zawari, yeah. yeah. Um, he's a fifty nine year old Egyptian born, served as the group's second in command, and is and was widely expected to replace uh, Al uh, Bin Laden. Al- so there you go. You all right? Yeah, I'm fine. I just think I had a little stroke. For, um, I'm fine now. That <laughs> looked pretty funny yeah, from here. Yeah, it did. I don't know what I'd do if you really had a yeah, stroke. I'd probably just die laughing. <laughs> you would. Yeah. Yeah, so there you go. So, so that there's that. Any comments? Were you? Were you? I, I did don't you know. I don't know the guy. I I wish him luck. I had him. Uh, I had him in. <laughs> I was. I had him in the pool. You had Al I, I had, in the pool. Uh, yes, there was uh, Al Wiki and Al Zawari were the uh-huh. were the guys sort of the front runners. Uh-huh. I had him, and I so I, I cleaned up. Really? Yeah. It was an office pool. You it was were an having? office it's pool fun. on who's getting the next Al Qaeda huh? leadership. Well, good for so, you. Yeah, I'm I'm good at that. The Supreme Court expanded the rights of juveniles. Yeah. You hear about this? Uh-uh. Deciding by a 5-4 vote that police officers who remove a student from class to question him about a crime usually must warn him of his right to remain silent. And that seems like a no-brainer to me. Seems like Joining it. the majority were, of course, Kennedy, Bader Ginsburg, Breyer, and Kagan. Okay. And let's see. Hmm. Who would be the dissenters let's now? Let's see now. That I mean, you could have guessed this before I gave you the... You could have you figured five the 5-4. Five, 5-4. Four. Four. Hmm. Five, four. Huh. Okay, let's Chief go. Chief Justice. Antonio, John, Roberts. John Roberts, Scalia, Scalia Thomas, and, and the Alito. Guy, Alito, that guy. Alito. He's Ex- the They expressed one. fear that the decision, this is to give, oh. give minors in school who are hauled out of class for questioning... Uh, it, the, that they had a right to remain yeah, silent. Yeah, 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 a measure of constitutionality. Yeah. The uh, decision, according to the uh, dissenters, would be that the, the first of many to obscure Miranda guidelines passed their usefulness and said the focus on the age of the individual will be confusing for police and oh. judges. Oh, my God. Well, how is it going to be confusing? You just have more of a blanket ruling here. No matter what, yeah. you have to inform people of their right to silence. Oh, my God. That kid, that yeah, and it's going to confuse police and judges. Oh yeah, yeah, like oh these guys, <laughs> these guys are running around confused all the time. Uh, oh my God, I'd oh wow, well, I'd yep. love to be in the law class that tried to explain that one. Well, yeah, wow, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. The Sammy it, Alito. Yeah, Alito's a sneaky one. Yeah, yeah, he's the he's the silent, he's the SPD. What are we going to say about this? Yeah. The Alaska's governor's office released thousands of emails sent and received by Sarah Palin. Have any comments oh, on her no, emails? No, I don't know anything. There was no... Palin tried no, to persuade uh, no. former British Petroleum CEO Tony Hayward to invest in a gas pipeline less than a year after the BP pipeline caused Alaska's largest ever oil spill. BP's known for that, aren't yeah. they? They're really... They're, you thought, if you, you want an oil spill, go get BP. Now that your oil is all over us, why don't you build another <laughs> pipeline through here? Because we we're, we need more oil. I, I'm waiting for them to find the, the all the emails uh, that um, reveal her that her love child with uh, Norver, uh, Mittens? Grover Norquist or Mitten or Mitt Romney. I, I, there's something in there. There's got to be. Yeah. Yeah. There's some redacted stuff that I, I bet's pretty juicy. Redacted. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, I don't. You know what? Increasingly, she's irrelevant. Uh-huh. It does. I mean, it's fun to talk about her and make fun of her and laugh at how goofy and stupid she is. But I think that she's re- she's hit that critical mass of of a joke. She's become kind of a, a just. A, a well, this is line. more like the internet in the news. I right, think more. Right, right. Okay, we're, we're looking at the emails. Right. We got release of the emails. Yeah. We got well. She was the governor. They were they were we public record. So tweeting junk, and we got yeah, and we got yeah. uh, BP, British Petroleum, it, yeah, cutting so, a deal with Sarah right after but, the Alaska spill. But Sarah feels more like a punchline now than I think she, she ever has been. Uh-huh. I, I, She's a punchline now that we have Michelle Bachman. Who needs that? He was born a punchline. Who needs line. that hag? We've yeah. got Michelle Oh, no, come on. Don't, to, don't talk like that. To kick around. Two new elements have been added to the periodic table, in case you're wondering. I was hoping. I just added them last week. <laughs> yeah, Did I, you? I, I, yeah, I was colliding atoms in my basement. That's <laughs> uh, how they're doing it nowadays. Oh, yeah, yeah. By smashing atoms together. And just for a little bit, they create a new element. And yeah. now they're adding them. Now, I don't know if that's... It doesn't seem kosher to me they don't have real names yet they're just known as 114 and 116 those are the two numbers yeah, on, two the, elements. on the yeah. element chart yeah they're figuring out a name <laughs> well you know uh, they're working uh, no was they last week was element, it last week we were I talking understand. about the f- they they were able to create antimatter for a matter of yeah. minutes yeah it, it was minutes? like 15 minutes of that's, antimatter that is crazy yeah. that's well the, they were to contain it contain it yeah. yes yeah, they, well, were, they were, they were like, viewing the antimatter. That's wild stuff. <laughs> yeah. That's weird, wild stuff there, yeah. Got something for me? You know I keep do. Keep it rolling. Oh, keep, keep it going. Keep it rolling here. The show is going now. <laughs> we're just Now we're underway. Yeah. Oh, we're just getting ready to stop, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Seems like it's always that way. Oh, no. By the time you wake up, it's over. Whew. That's happened to me, yeah. Approximately 60% I mean, of women sex. have faked an orgasm. What? I knew that would get your attention. Say that again. 60% of, or, of orgasms have faked women. Let's <laughs> the other way around. 60% of women have faked an orgasm during intercourse or oral sex, according to research from Temple University. 60%. 60%. It isn't just to make her partner feel more secure in his prowess. Women often over-emote due to personal insecurities and a fear of intimacy. I'm reading this. This is actually somebody put this in print. I, be- I believe this is the Atlantic. Okay. Yeah, this is what women. I guess they found this in the uh, in the university listen, report. An listen. odd an odd way to put something. Listen. Yeah, I I I've done my own personal survey. In yeah, this and you have a lot of personal insecurities. I, and and I can more tell than you, I can tell you that the women that I've been with, a hundred percent of the time they fake an orgasm. Really? So yeah. So there you oh. go. Yeah. So that's that's just oh. uh, yeah. Look. Do you me. ask them afterwards? Do they fill out a questionnaire? To. I don't uh. need to. You know. Wait. The survey included 366 women ages 18 to 32 who admitted to faking orgasm. See, they already got, they already stacked the deck into yeah. the faked orgasm category. Okay. They admitted that, you know, before they even went into the test, I guess, yeah. and would speak freely about their sexual habits and thoughts. So you've already kind of yeah. taken the, the it's test a selected group. group. Yeah. It's like a specialized group. Yeah. So it's really 60% of women who would speak about their sexual habits freely. And, and their faking of orgasms, then admitted. Many of these women said they faked it because they felt insecure about the fact that they weren't able to have an orgasm in the first place. Others said they simply wanted to get it over with. I like that one. Yeah. That's my favorite. I think that really is the whole thing I here. Think so. I think that's the 100% figure. I, I, right I there. agree with you. Yeah. Uh, Jappel had a great bit uh, where he, uh, that's th- it's called Wrap It Up. 
He has a little Wrap it be- up. <laughs> a beeping little one of those little L- uh-huh. LED kind of <laughs> clocks. And yeah. so one of the bits is Wrap it up. His wife pulls this thing out and just yeah. puts it right in front of his face. <laughs> <laughs> Wrap it up. And that's about it. Yes. So there you go. All right. Yeah. Okay. It makes me feel even better about dating and stuff. Things. Do you have any... uh, You're scrolling through a lot of news well here. i some there's some measure no there's i'm just looking for the nuggets for the golden nuggets <laughs> here there's so many seeing a nugget i see, see what they make nuggets out of i see silver it's, but like, I don't it's see like a gold pink here. pudding what is nuggets. nuggets really it's like a pink pudding they take everything in the chicken they didn't you know oh, use oh you're talking about and that they, and they put it into a grinder and they turn it into a pink pudding no, that they shape you know they shape yeah. these things and yeah. they call them nuggets no I was talking about golden nuggets. Oh, golden nuggets. Golden nuggets oh. of news. I was looking. That's what I was looking I was looking for the golden nuggets of news that our listeners, our legion of listeners, would want to know about. Have you found any? I think I did find something. A couple of items here. I think uh, one is that uh, there was some justice here. A former contractor with the private firm Blackwater, or Z, Z, has been sentenced to three years in prison for the killing of an unarmed civilian in Afghanistan. Uh, he was convicted, uh, oh. along with a former Blackwater operative, for the death of Rome Mohammed. Rome? Okay. So that's it. So uh, this is, I think, the first time that any of these guys have actually uh, um, gone to jail. That is good. The, well, it's, you know. Don't it's you think? It is something. Yeah. Are you happy uh, about that? Yeah. Yeah, I am happy. I'm happier. I'm not really yeah. happy. But um, the uh, federal judge has upheld... Uh, the reversal of the California gay marriage ban. Yeah. Um, uh, this had been challenged because the original judge, mm-hmm. that would be Judge Vaughn Walker, was they 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 claimed they wanted to overturn his decision of to uh, because he was gay, mm-hmm. felt he had a vested interest because he had a ten year relationship with another man. So they claimed that 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 was bias on his part in his in his decision to um, reverse Proposition 8's ban on gay marriage. So a judge upheld Von Walker's decision. Does that sound convoluted enough? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Are you pleased with that decision? Well, I think so. And I think if you're going to use this as a standard by which to judge whether a a judge should be uh, involved in a case, wouldn't it stand to reason that a divorced man or a heterosexual, a man who's in a heterosexual marriage yeah. should not be deciding law because of this law because he has vested interest. Yeah. Right? No, I, mean, I, I it's agree. A standard. I agree. Anyway, so I think that's, that's a good it. precedent. Yeah. Don't I, you? Yeah, yeah, I do. I just was, you know. This is something I, I cut out this morning. I thought it was interesting because I like language. Okay. Mexican Federal Police announced the capture of a suspected crime boss known as El Brad Pitt. Okay. You know, like yeah. Spanish E-L. Oh, yes. El Brad Pitt. The El, El Brad Pitt, who is linked to the Juarez drug cartel. And it's, it's about language within the uh, Juarez drug cartel. That's not what the story's about, but that's what I liked about this. Mm-hmm. In a statement, police said they had arrested Marco Guzman, 34, also known as El Dos, or number two, a leader of the cartel's armed wing. La Linea is the paper. Right wing La Linea, sorry. Mm-hmm. It's a name given to the man by his associates. I guess they think he looks like him. Oh. Yeah. Oh, Brad Pitt. It's a good looking okay. man, yeah. A police spokesman said, 
a police photo taken after the arrest showed Guzman to have black hair, blah, 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 goatee, and his nose, his nose only appears to resemble Pitts, <laughs> I, I guess. But that's good enough. I guess the Mexican gang members, right. and here's, here's the coup. Yeah, this, is, yeah. this is the cherry for okay. me. Right. Mexican gang members often have nicknames from the um, prosaic El Gordo, Fatso. Oh, okay. You know, uh-huh. Colorful El Piolin, Tweety. Ah, uh-huh. uh-huh. okay. And somewhat bizarre, El Winnie Pooh. <laughs> you know, this is a this is a drug cartel with a guy named El Winnie Pooh. It's not that menacing, really. No, I'm I'm not that scared of a guy named Winnie Pooh, but maybe I should be. Um, Shall we track out now, or do you have I, a few things you'd like to say? No, I think that I'm just about done. I I really uh, I I don't see many more nuggets. No nuggets. I don't see them. No nuggets. Uh, no, no. We new show, it. new show. Have you any nuggets? Is there anything? The new show has no nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> anything? Anything else that we need to to talk about? Uh, Is there I, something on your mind? You're looking at me like there's something that no, that you no, need just, to talk no, about no, here. I just, I just was curious. Well, they're looking for the saltiness of the ocean. Do you like that story? Yeah. Their 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 uh, international mission will chart the saltiness of the ocean. It's kind of a local thing. From outer space, uh-huh. an Argentin- Argentinian-built craft, spacecraft, carrying instruments from the United States and other nations is sent to launch Thursday. Okay. That would be yesterday. Mm-hmm. From Vandenberg Air Force Base, right up here on the Central Coast. Uh, understanding how brackish the sea surface is will help researchers predict future climate change and short-term climate phenomena such as El Nino. Oh, wow. Okay. They have prolonged effects on the weather, and they're going to check out the salt content. The craft will circle 408 miles above the Earth, and will. so it's not going... I don't know if it's going to be in an orbit or going to circle. You know what I'm saying? They didn't say orbit the Earth. It might just circle this area. I don't know. Anyway, it'll circle. (laughs) How that circle goes, I don't know. And we'll use a NASA-built instrument to map weekly changes in the levels of brine in the ocean. NASA's Aquarius instrument is so sensitive, it can detect changes down to a dash of salt in a gallon of water. Get out of town. Yeah. From, so, from 400 miles. I think, I think this is valuable information is to, for, valuable. for, for wow. fish and, and wow. uh, for, I guess, for weather, too. And just to, to chart what we're doing to the oceans. And, Amazing. Yeah. Pretty cool. The, the one uh, story this week that kind of alarmed me is that uh, U.S. arms makers are finding lucrative markets overseas as demand for American-made weaponry hits an all-time high. USA. Yeah. USA. yeah. So uh, despite intense international competition, U.S. arms manufacturers are expected to sell a record $46 billion in military hardware to foreign governments, foreign governments in 2011, a jump nearly 50% higher than, than last year. That's and, of course, there is a concern that they may not be selling them to the right people. But uh, Well, why would that concern anyone who matters, really? Uh, you know. Uh, yeah, I, okay. And finally, then, okay. I'll bring it to a close. Yeah, yeah. A man was charged with assault after breaking into a Washington state home. Mm-hmm. You know about those types of things. I do. He just busts right into the yeah. home. Mm-hmm. And, and there's somebody inside. Who knew? And he encountered the resident, this guy, mm-hmm. who questioned why he was holding a dead weasel. <laughs> okay. Because apparently he's bust into a house holding a dead weasel. Uh. And the tru- intruder is looking at him and says, it's a Martin, not a weasel. And then punches the victim <laughs> in the nose. 